There's a spiritual war that's going on for our communities. It's a war between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And God wants to equip us to be His occupying force in our communities. Join in today to learn more. We welcome you to our podcast today on Occupying Force. Uh, With your hosts, Richard and Kimberly, we're so enjoying having this opportunity to share with you the things that God has given us. And so once again, we just invite you to go to our website, watchmanarise.com, and um, see more of the resources that are there. We also want to encourage you to just buy our book, Preparing for Battle. Um, You can do that through our website. A lot of the things that we're teaching are presented in that book. So today what we're going to look at is that which has to do with discerning through eternal eyes or seeing through eternal eyes. Lots of times you can, it's kind of a flip-flop between eternals and supernatural, whichever way is easier for you to see. But everything that God's up to and about is he's an eternal God and he's a now God. And there's things that he's saying that have to do with right now. And he wants us to be able to hear and he wants us to be able to see. So we're going to look at some scriptures today and just share with you some things that have to do with being able to discern and see through an eternal lens. You know, one of the neatest examples of God showing eternal things is is to his prophets. And over and over again, he would say to his prophets, you know, what do you see? And what he was teaching them was, "I, I have something in the eternal realm that I want to show you that in the earthly realm you're not seeing. And so he did that with Ezekiel. And he pulled Ezekiel aside in chapter 8, and he says to him in verse 6, Son of man, do you see what they are doing, the great abominations which the house of Israel are committing here, so that I would be far from my sanctuary, but yet you will see still greater abominations? So God is pulling Ezekiel into this place of, hey, every day you're walking by the temple, you're seeing it in the natural, but I want to show you some of the inner workings of darkness that are going on in my structure there. Ezekiel, I'm about to teach you a lesson and show you my ways are higher than your ways. My understanding is greater. So he opens up the eyes of Ezekiel's understanding through this passage. So from a practical standpoint, what we're encouraging each of you to open up to is simply that you're going to be develop a listening ear, uh, being conscious of dialogue with the Holy Spirit. Many times we just look at it from the standpoint of what do we have to say from Holy Spirit, but Holy Spirit is, is always disclosing things that the Father wants us to see and hear. Mm-hmm. And so we'll, we'll talk about it from the perspective of seeing, but in this we know all of you, God speaks to you in different ways. So when we say the word seeing, it can also be the word hearing. It can also be the word of you, you just have... A, um, something going on on the inside. What what do we call that? An unction. An unction. You have an unction. And from that unction, I mean, he'll speak in all kinds of ways. He'll get our attention by something of of an unction or a feeling, um, even an emotion that he wants to then communicate something to us by that. So we're going to be using the word seeing today, but just understand for each of us, 
a seeing eye is different in how it operates in each of us. Absolutely. You know, and linking back to the episode that we did on spiritual mapping, what the Lord was doing with Ezekiel here, he was basically saying, Ezekiel, there is an evil altar that's in your land and and I need you to see it and we're going to deal with it. In chapter eight, he goes on in verse seven and he says, then he brought me to the entrance of the court. And when I looked, behold, a hole in the wall. He said to me, son of man, now dig through the wall. So I dug through the wall and behold an entrance. And he said to me, go in and see the wicked abominations they are committing here. So I entered and looked and behold, every form of creeping things and beasts and detestable things with all the idols of the house of Israel were carved on the wall all around. Standing in front of them were seven elders of the house of Israel with Jezaniah, the son of Shaphan, standing among them, each man with a censer in his hand and the fragrance of the cloud of incense rising. So here they are, idolatry is going on. They are worshiping these idols of Israel. And we know that God said, you know, do not create any carved image, do not worship idols. And so right here, they're violating commandment number one. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's, and the Lord's saying, Ezekiel, you need to see my law is being broken in your land. And then he goes on in verse 12. Then he said to me, son of man, do you see, hear that phrase again, do you see what the elders of the house of Israel are committing in the dark, each man in the room of his carved images? For they say, the Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. And he said to me, yet you will see still greater abominations, which they are committing. Then he brought me to the entrance of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north. And behold, women were sitting there weeping for Tammuz. And he said to me, do you see this son of man? Again, do you see? <laughs> and he said, yet you will see still greater abominations than these. Then he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house, and behold, at the entrance of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about twenty-five men with their backs to the temple of the Lord and their faces toward the east, and they were prostrating themselves eastward towards the sun. And he said to me, Do you see this, son of man? Is it too light a thing for the house of Judah to commit the abominations which they have committed here, that they have filled the land with violence and provoked me repeatedly? For behold, they are putting the twig to their nose. Therefore, I indeed will deal in wrath. My eye will have no pity, nor will I spare. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, yet I will not listen to them. So you could ask the question, I mean, you know, we're talking about becoming an occupying force. And you ask the question, so what, what is this kind of dialogue? What, what, you know, God's revealing the hand of the enemy. One of the things that we talk about in our book is, is that if you know what the enemies of God are up to, and then you know the voice of God and you recognize what it is that God wants, you're gonna see a win every time. So God's bringing these things to the surface saying, do you see? Because in your seeing, then God's gonna tell you, this is my intention. And that's where he ended up there. So to be an occupying force wherever we live, God wants to show us the hand of the enemy, but then he always wants to come and reveal to us what his plan is. We're not interested in just knowing the, the plans of the enemy without knowing then the solution of God. And so in this case, he's showing him idolatry and he's showing him how it's showing itself in religious structure. 
And God's doing that in this hour. He wants us to, to be able to see it because he's rightly dividing things because he wants there to be a, a church that carries forth his voice, carries his kingdom, and then has influence in culture. So th this really is a cultural thing that's going on here that he's bringing his attention to. And, and God once again says, hey, I'm showing you and I'm showing you because now's the time that I want there to be victory. So the way this manifests in today's culture is an infiltration of witches or those that are involved in Freemasonry, that their assignment is to go occupy seats of authority in their cities. And so they work their ways into these leadership positions and they begin to influence the structure from the inside. And it begins to change and it begins to weaken that which was supposed to be a center of worship and a place of joy and fellowship. It brings in that discourse and control. And we're seeing that happen today because we got to be honest with each other. What happens when that begins to take place, then people will move off course of, of what the core uh, teachings of the word are. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if we just talk about abortion, if we talk about those kinds of things of drawing lines, you recognize that men of God stand in pulpits and they're lining up with absolutely a demonic religious structure. And so God says, no, no, I, I want you to see these things. I want to reveal them to you because God intends to do something about it. So you said something key there, and that's they're lining up with a demonic religious structure. So let's just say this, put it on the table. The religious spirit and that religious structure, it started in the very beginning at the garden. So anything that is anti-Christ that has some form of worship to it is a religious structure. Right. Whether it's demonic or it may even look Christian, but it, if it doesn't acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He rose from the dead and is resurrected, seated at the right hand of the Father, that He has fully paid our price, and that we are redeemed by His blood, if that is not the center focus of the worship structure, then it's a religious structure. Exactly. So important to understand that. So here the Lord is taking Ezekiel and saying, this is going on in your land. You need to be aware of it, and I'm going to deal with it. You know, his ways are higher than our ways. In Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, he, it says that, you know, the Lord's thoughts are, are way above our comprehension. They're eternal, where we have a tendency to look at things through a fallen perspective. Through a natural lens. A natural lens. You know, not being able to see beyond what's right in front of us. But the beauty of God is the, the, He wants us to see these things. So again, if you're in that position sometimes and you've got this great desire, I want to see, I want to know. And sometimes we, I, myself have fallen into, well, I've got to do something to be able to see. Because I was running with people, they're saying, hey, Richard, you need to be able to see these things. And so you get into this works mode, and works mode will close down what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. In other words, you're a human being from the place of being, from the place of being who you are in God. Then God wants to reveal things to you. So as you hear this thing today, we're not putting a burden on you. We're removing it and saying, God is the one that his ways are higher than ours, but he wants to reveal those things to us. 
Okay, we're going to simplify it again because we're talking about things. You know these scriptures, and many of you will say, I want to see that way. I want to know. And do not get yourself into a works mode of saying, I've got to do something in the natural to gain something in the supernatural because you'll find yourself right back into a religious structure. The beauty is what we say is, no, just hear the truth and say, God, I, I want to be one of yours that you communicate with and then you're faithful at God I want a faith that has an expectation that you're going to show me what it is that I need to know exactly well you know Jesus it, he he talks in John 5 and verses 19 and 24 both he talks about I don't do anything except for what I see and what I hear the father doing he moved from that eternal perspective he always went to the Lord said okay what what do you want me to do? How do you want me to heal this one? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to see and act upon? And, and many times what we do with that, well, he was a son of God. But scripture makes it very clear in Philippians. He emptied himself and he became the son of man. And so when we see those things happen with Jesus, he's the perfect prototype. He's the one that we look at and say, okay, then Jesus, this is the way he walked. He saw, he heard, and in the same way, Jesus then says, I, in his dialogue with God, God, I want you to disclose to my people the same way you've opened my eyes so that I can see. So it's not wrong for us then to step out and say, God, by your Holy Spirit, I want to see. Well, it says in Proverbs twenty twelve that the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. And we're talking supernatural eyes, supernatural ears. And this can apply also to natural healing that takes place. But the Lord created us to see and hear in the eternal realm. When we were in the garden and with Adam and Eve in that place, they had eternal ears and eternal eyes. And that was part of what got shut down when they went into the great deception. But then the great reset with Jesus, he comes in and sets it all back to what God had in mind originally and even takes it beyond that. To the place where he says, you're seated with me in heavenly places. And greater things will you do. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, God wants us to see and we see over and over again with different prophets. That was the question he said. We saw that with Ezekiel. But he also did it with Jeremiah. He did it with Zechariah. He did it with Amos, where in those moments where they were in a prophetic portal, if you will, he asked them, what do you see? So, you know, Jeremiah, you see a branch with almond buds on it. What do you see? And God's saying, what's your interpretation? And then I'm going to teach you what this actually is. So he loves teaching moments. Yeah. And so we need to listen for that. Mm -hmm. So practically speaking, if we hear the Holy Spirit say to us, what do you see? Then you can literally respond back. I can't see unless you show me. So God, if you want me to see, then open my eyes so that I might be able to see what it is that I need to see. So perhaps, listener, you don't have dialogue with God on this plane, and you don't even know that you can do that. He loves when you ask questions. So if you enter into these moments and the Lord shows you something or you feel like he's asking you a question, 
continue asking. Ask him the who, the what, the where, the why are you showing this to me, Lord, and what do you want me to do with it? And those are such great keys to, to know because so many of us think, oh, he spoke to me and it's so sacred that I can't talk back. Mm. And the fact is you're in a relationship with him. Yeah, that's what I was hearing as, as you were sharing that. That's where life is. Yeah. You could, as you were talking about it, you could feel the life in it because that's what relationship is about. It's not one-sided. And so we do, we encourage you today to become one that listens, but also one that is not afraid to ask questions. Right. Yeah, so like with Ezekiel, he'll teach you what to see. He loves to ask you questions. And he loves to hear what he's told you. And he loves to hear it proclaimed on the earth. So this is taking things to even another step. You know, Ezekiel, he was he was a watchman prophet. He was one that stood on the wall on behalf of Israel and the Lord showed him things. Well, Isaiah in 21, 5 to 12, it talks about go set a watchman and let him announce what he sees. Mm-hmm. So for for those of you that want to be part of the occupying force, there's that watchman anointing that will come upon you and you'll begin to see things that are happening in your community. You'll begin to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the Lord will start showing you this is what's right. This is what's wrong. Let this into your city. Let this let kick this out. Um, and so he he wants us to walk in that knowledge with him revealing to us what's going on. And so we want to, you know, say, okay, I don't, I don't even know where to start. So like Kimberly just said, just start in the place where you are, begin to have dialogue with God and ask him. I'll tell you another great way to begin to activate this is then get with a few people, those people around you that you're close to. You may have a home group, you may whatever, and and get a few people and then begin to ask God together as a group, God, show us what, what you're up to. Talk to us, speak to us. And we call it almost like mind mapping. Then begin to just, okay, and it could be like, you know, God may give you a target. This is what I want to talk to you about right now. Then all of you together, two or three, five, six, ten, twelve, say, okay, here's what God wants to talk to us about. And then just stop and listen and begin to have dialogue with one another about what it is that you're hearing, seeing, feeling, and, and then begin to write those things down because we talked to you before about out of Habakkuk. And so then you begin to write down, this is what God's showing us. This is what God's saying about it. And this is what God's saying. He wants to partner with us in doing something about it. Let it become something that you can practice and something that's practical. Because there may be some of you listening today and you'll say, I'm not a prophet. I'm not even prophetic. You know, I have people around me that say they see, but I don't even know what that means. Hope we're giving you some tools today and also something that'll spark something in you. No, he said, those of you that are born again can see the kingdom of heaven. Mm, Awesome. You know, there is hope when you look at Elijah and his servant at that point when there was the enemy armies coming up against Israel and Elijah is standing there and he can see in through the eternal eyes what is going on but his servant that's with them thinks we're gonna get annihilated we are totally alone I don't I, I, I we need to get out of here Elijah we're gonna die yeah 
And Elijah, he prays, you know, Lord, open his eyes that he can see. And so that seeing anointing became contagious. Right. That's good. And it influenced the servant. And all of a sudden, the servant's eyes were opened and he saw the multitudes of the angel armies that were there around. And all of a sudden, he had assurance. He saw through the eternal eyes rather than the natural eyes. And so for those of you that are listening, like Richard said, you think, I am not a seer. I'm not a prophet. I really am not that prophetic. All it takes is being around someone that has that gift and and ask them can you pray for me that i can see like you see come into that uh, corporate anointing with them and it's amazing what happens i mean that's what happened to saul he walks into a camp of prophets and there's an atmosphere of, of the prophetic and he begins prophesying and so again we just encourage you to do that from the standpoint of you know, not trying to do something, but out of the place of the promise of God, out of the place of the heart of God, that somebody that sees, then have a gathering with them and just ask them by faith to, to release it and activate it in you. And and then begin to just uh, uh, simply, all know how to say is step out in faith and begin to operate in it. Well, this is what I'm seeing right now. This is what I'm feeling right now. This this is an unction that I have right now. Begin sharing that together and, and watch God drop into your midst a, 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 a seeing eye that says, this is what I want to show you together. So let's pray for you today that there's an increase in this anointing. Absolutely. So Father, we just come before you today and Lord of Lords and King of Kings, intercessor of intercessors, We just thank you that we are your body and Lord, that you have promised us the seeing eye, the hearing ear. And Lord, I just ask for a greater activation of those abilities in your people today, that Lord, that they will walk into situations and that all of a sudden you will speak to them about situations in the room and begin to unravel and unveil those things that have been hidden and give them solutions for that as well, because the hearing part is also the solution part of things. So Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this occupying force that listens And we thank you for them being activated and mobilized for spiritual management in their territories. And we just bless what you're doing in their lives in Jesus' name. And and Father, those that for whatever reason, whatever experiences, whatever words have come at them, that have planted some kind of seed of unbelief in their heart, and they just say, hey, I, I, I don't hear the voice of God, or I don't see those things. God, we, by faith together, we remove that root of unbelief out of their heart and say, let the very faith of Jesus begin to flood them. And Holy Spirit, we say in your marvelous way that now you come in and do what only you can do, and that is begin sharing the mysteries of the Father, begin opening up and revealing what it is that uh, Papa wants to share with the people that are listening to this podcast. Yes. Yes. So once again, we thank you for being with us today. It is always a delight for us to come and be able to share these things with you. And we just encourage you once again, go to our website, watchmenarise.com. Connect with us. See what resources we have there. Shoot us an email, office at watchmenarise.com. We'd love to begin to connect with you and even build relationship with you and advance the kingdom of God.
God together. And don't forget to subscribe to Occupying Force wherever you listen to podcasts or at Charisma Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. 